Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's George Gill. I'm here with my colleague Gustavo Martinez. We're about two months, a little over two months into the coronavirus pandemic. It's We kind of shifted our entire operations and switched the way that we operate about, about mid-March. And now we are a couple of months past that and things are starting to reopen and we're kind of try, starting to get back to some normalcy. And it's been over a month that we actually put one of these podcasts out. I think the last one that we did was the one where we... On the Zoom call. On the Zoom call, yeah. We were at home. It's when the quarantine initially started. And and we talked about what some of what some of the economists and housing experts' predictions were in terms of what this pandemic meant for housing and the economy as a whole. Right. And we kind of planted some seeds in terms of what we thought we were going to be experiencing uh, given some of the data that was coming out at that time. So so I think maybe what we can do with this episode is is visit that once again and see how the data has changed since then. Uh, have, has the data rung true? Has has things changed? Uh, have things changed in terms of what we were predicting before? And and also maybe start with your experience in the last couple of months because I know that you've been pretty busy with, with your clients and and you've been out showing a lot of property in the last couple of months. So why don't you share with us what uh, what you've been doing and what you've actually been seeing out there in terms of how this has affected us? So this is a brag episode then, right? We're going to talk about how we were right Well, back only then. if you actually call it a brag episode. So I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess. all I'm saying, it's on video. You guys can literally go back to two, two and a half months ago when we put up that episode. And we said that there wasn't really much to... Oh, that's, that's not, what you're bragging about. Yes. That's what you're yes, I'm just saying. Wow, man. I don't know what university or... or I don't know Way what company needs to hire everyone. me. Someone needs to hire me. I'm, I'm just a genius. I mean, uh, well, I've been busy. You know, the last 45 <laughs> days or 60 days. I mean, I don't even know how to how to like segue into it. But so let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah, I guess keep going uh, now. Hope I, nobody heard that. <laughs> I've been busy. So the last 45, 60 days, I've been out showing properties a lot. I actually had a few listings out of it as well. And, and something that I don't even know if I spoke to you about it or not. But when I first got, so I had two listings come on the market, right? At the beginning of all this. Or two people reached out to me about wanting to sell the house. And I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those people that actually told the seller to maybe hold off for a week to see how things were going to work out, what was going to happen. Because uh, was, there was too many unknowns at the time. And to list the property and lose that, those first two weeks of like exposure at first, I felt like it wasn't worth the risk. So, after two weeks, I realized that we should have listed it, but obviously you never know for sure. So, so we listed it after that, and it actually both properties sold fairly quickly. Now that's just for the from the listing side. From buyers, I have so many buyers like that are looking for properties that want to take advantage of, of low interest rates and that are really just looking to make a move, not because they have to, but because they really want to take advantage of it. So I feel like that's the difference. Sellers going to sell it like in this market or actually a month ago, maybe not so much right now, a seller was going to sell at a necessity. Mm -hmm. A buyer is choosing a buy right now, mm -hmm. which is what's turning this into a seller's market. Right. And the, that's where the lack of inventory, I feel, is coming from, that kind of mindset. 
Yeah, we <clears throat> like uh, like we were talking about before we started. There was a shortage of inventory going into this. So now you add to that the fact that at the beginning a lot of sellers took their listing off the market because they, there was a lot of uncertainty and they were there was speculation as to what this actually meant for and real estate. And they didn't want people coming into the property. And sh- and sure, and they didn't want people coming to the property. And and even so, right now, um, I think that that's one of the challenges that we're seeing in terms of inventory is that the sellers are more much more much more apprehensive about having people come into their to their to their homes whereas you mentioned you know buyers can take some precautions and whatnot but it's not it's not anyone right. coming into their homes right. they're there for five so, ten minutes and they leave right. so so yeah the, the shortage of inventory has been an interesting interesting um trend interesting trade-off with i shouldn't say trade-off but an interesting mirror of the fact that we have low interest rates driving a huge number of people into the market a huge number of buyers into the market so it's, it, 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 even though sellers might be cautious right now, as you mentioned, it is a seller's market. It's actually playing very favorably for them. Um, but um, I guess I guess one of the interesting things of how this played out, not so much about, well, I guess it is somewhat related, but the fact that economists and housing experts at the beginning were saying that this is a this is merely a lull. Um, you know, we have a very very healthy economy that's been interrupted by an external factor, an external health crisis. This is not economically driven this is unlike the great recession and even going back to the great depression where essentially the the various economic flaws in both of those cases imploded and took everything down with it in this case we have healthy economy being interrupted by something externally and so there were a lot of signs that were pointed to this not only being temporary once the housing crisis was resolved i mean once the health crisis was resolved i should say um, but also the fact that we were just much better positioned as an economy and as a housing market for us to actually sustain what was what was coming because extremely better position, <clears throat> right? I mean, housing was in a better position in terms of the amount of equity that existed. That's, in terms that to of, me was the biggest factor, I think. Right. I mean, you take a look at the 2008 housing bubble and. If you were to fluctuate the housing market in any direction, people were very sensitive to any fluctuations because they were pretty much at the brim with what they could afford, what their payments were as a percentage of their income. And so any fluctuation in the wrong direction put them in very problematic territory. Whereas now, as a whole, the housing market can sustain those fluctuations. If, in fact, this health crisis led to some housing market adjustment, the housing a market could have affected it. Afford it. Right. Uh, not only because of the equity that exists, but because of the fact that that the, uh, the 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 mortgage payment as a percentage of their income is much lower as it compares to 2008. So the, so for a variety of reasons, they were calling for this to be temporary. And and at the same time, I think that what helped a lot was the fact that there was a lot a lot of information being 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 thrown into the marketplace by agents, by economists, by 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 housing experts, and. I'm not sure what the impression may have been from the marketplace itself, but from our standpoint, you know, we're part of a lot of community forums and a lot of blogs and a lot of groups where we saw a lot of people actually talk, actually talking with each other and to their clients about why this is in 2008, why this is not going to be a housing crisis. Here's the data. Here's here's the information that we're gathering from experts. Right. It was never opinion. Right. There was a lot of facts and 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 very favorable data being thrown into that. I think did more to to clarify what was happening as opposed to to what was that clarify instead of terrify so because there was a lot of ominous i like that information a lot of ominous data i mean you take a look at unemployment numbers and they were sky high they were much higher than than 2008 
they were mirroring the Great Depression. I mean, when you look at that at, at its surface, at face value, how could you not panic? Right, but then you start actually digging a little bit and you <clears> notice <throat> where those numbers are actually coming from. I mean, you have restaurants that are closing their doors uh, temporarily. Right. <clears throat> temporarily. <laughs> and uh, and, and that, that, that was the biggest portion of unemployment. Right. You know, so all these people are... are are likely to go back to work and that's the difference but people were just looking at the big picture they weren't actually digging a little bit further to actually figure out what was really happening and yeah. that was the biggest difference maker yeah and i mean i don't know if you actually uh we were talking about this before we started i don't know if you touched up on it while we've been actually recording but you mentioned that you haven't really seen at least with your clients the fear no that fear. that may have that may i would say cause any significant effect in whether we are staying busy or whether we're seeing a drop off in any activity. So, I mean, obviously we're taking some precautions and we've adjusted in, in, in a lot of ways, but you, in terms of your buyers, you haven't seen any hesitation or any holdback in that, so, in that sense. So no real fear. Uh, no, no real fear. I did have a couple of clients that decided to, to pull back on a purchase, but not out of fear, but because they thought there was, there was a better opportunity coming up. Right. You know, which <clears throat> is understandable as well, but, but never, never fear. None of my clients right. were actually fearful. So in, in, in a time when 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 things are going very well, not just in the housing market, but in the economy as a whole, and and you have people start to pull back, I mean, you can argue that it's really based on speculation. It's really based on uncertainty. Nobody knows what's gonna happen, but the but the fact that it's uncertain and the fact that they don't know is the fear itself. Is what actually drives them to pull away and say, you know what? Sure, I'm in a position to buy right now and I want to buy right now, but I don't know what's going to happen in a couple of months. Let me back up a little bit. Same thing for the sellers. And so I think that one of the things that really, really rang true and, and has helped us a lot is the fact that that confidence has, is, has slowly started to return. And as you said, when people start to realize, when people start to understand, okay, well, it's not a matter of downplaying the pandemic or a matter of downplaying right. the severity of the health crisis. It's a matter of understanding what it means for the housing market. Right, clarifying the data. Right, and so once they start, once they started to understand that, and that's why that's why I was mentioning earlier, the fact that there was data being uh, thrown into the marketplace, there was information and 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 opinions backed by facts, backed by information. I think that puts some ease into the marketplace enough that people were saying, okay, well, maybe we can proceed with the proper uh, precaution. Maybe we can continue because it looks as though this isn't going to affect the housing market as we thought it could, as, as we thought worst case scenario could be. And so for those reasons, I think that we have seen a, a very quick rebound relatively uh, in, in, in the amount of activity, both on the buyer side, maybe not on the seller side, but, but at least we're seeing sellers more willing to work with buyers. And, and right. as you've mentioned, you have a lot of buyers that are, that are, that are entering the marketplace once again. So on the um, economical update yesterday, economic update yesterday that we watched uh, specific for Connecticut, something really interesting that, that stood out to me was the fact that people today have 100% more savings than they did when this whole thing began. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred and fifty percent more savings, because they're they they're not going out because obviously they can't. You know they're not really purchasing uh, a lot of things. They're not spending a lot of money, and also unemployment is, is for for a lot of people is actually more than what their their actual income is. So now you have that's that's why the demand is so high for for properties because now you got people <clears> with more money that can afford a down payment and, and want to take advantage of these interest rates and stuff like that. So it's just so many things happening, so many different variables happening that is causing this to be, to be such a huge seller's market and, and sellers are, you know, not taking advantage of it. Yeah, you know, it kind of sucks, you know. Interesting point you made because um, we've seen it ourselves in, in, in our office 
I wrote about this in the in, in last month's newsletter that you know part of our part of our business is property management and we and and and, uh, and you know we that's a, that's a monthly revenue stream for us and so when we when it first started we were very worried about okay well if everyone's going to lose their jobs they're not going to be able to pay their rent now it's we have disaster. now not only do we have people taking their houses off the market and buyers not looking but we also have our management branch that is now not producing any rent roll right. and we're not able to to charge our management fees we're not able to pay our properties owners our property owners expenses so what is this going to mean for us really and the interesting thing that happened is that we we did see a decline in our rent paid in April, but but by a very very minimal amount. I, I would say that I don't remember the the we're we're normally between eighty and eighty five percent of entire rent roll paid on a monthly basis, and then in April we saw we were at the end of the month we were close to seventy seven percent, which three percent difference. Three to Ish. three to eight percent stretch, three to eight percent range. Wow. Yeah. So, in the grand scheme of things, when you take a look at the unemployment numbers and 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 what was you know what we were seeing out there, the fact that we only declined by three to eight percent in our rent roll was a massive win. It was well, sure, yeah. But I think it also speaks true to the fact that maybe some people were being really smart with the with the money that they were saving or receiving. Um, because interestingly enough, not only did we see a very minimal interruption in our rent roll on, in April, but we also saw a lot of people that were previously behind on rent catch, catch up. up completely in their rent, which meant which meant that either they were putting the money that they weren't that they weren't spending anymore towards exactly. rent, or their stimulus money was being put put, put towards rent, or the unemployment uh, bonuses were being put towards rent. But so people people were 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 I think that I think it all goes it comes back to. A lot of hard lessons were learned 10 years ago and not only for consumers but for the government as well because you know I, I i would say that when you compare it to 2008 the government i think acted a lot quicker than than we they've acted in previous in previous instances and i think that that helped a lot regardless of of you know what's what's playing out right now. Um, I I think that the fact that very very quickly stimulus payments were sent out and unemployment uh, bonuses were sent out and um, the the unemployment pool was brought in to include people that previously weren't included. There were a lot of things that were taken very quickly to try to mitigate any potential negative effect from uh, from from this pandemic. And right. I think that combined with the fact that consumers also learned their lessons. They're now being smart with their money that they're getting as well, and and so so to your point, and 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 kind of backing up what I mentioned about the rent wall, I think that a lot of people are doing their part in making sure that they not only not only come out of this um, in, in in a good light, but but they position themselves better to um to to ride this out. So I think that says a lot about about how the information and data that people are receiving is, has played to has has played a role in downplaying people's fears and and like we said earlier, clarifying instead of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I wrote down a, uh, some things, which actually we we pretty much touched oh, up on all of it. Oh, we haven't started yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, we 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 pretty much touched up on all of it. And actually, now that I think about it, I, maybe I don't want to get into the specifics in terms of percentages and whatnot because I think that we did a pretty good job yeah, yeah. behind kind of giving a a broad image and a broad idea of what's happened. But but the, the main points that I had mentioned was that I wanted to kind of highlight the differences, which was what caused this compared to 2008. The unemployment numbers, the fact that they're super, super high right now, and but steadily coming down. Each Every week, week, the numbers are coming less down. Filings. Um, yeah, that's true. The amount true. of equity, 
the amount people, of equity. So what is I it like fifty three percent of people have at least sixty percent equity in the property or something like that? Fifty something, like low fifties. Yeah, have 50, at least sixty percent equity, right? Right. Which and, is insane. and about and about forty percent actually own their properties free and clear. So so that's that's actually a, a very that's important so number to consider. That's so that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the couple of things that I mentioned was that the causes are much different. Yep. The unemployment numbers, even though they, the numbers from 2008 pale in comparison to the numbers that we're seeing now, they actually mirror more the Great Depression numbers. Right. The fact that the vast majority, well, I should say, the fact that I believe at least over two thirds, two thirds of well, 90 percent of people are considered temporary layoffs. Correct. And then two thirds of those of, of those people that have filed unemployment are in the restaurant and servant industry, which, as we've said, once things start to open up, it's it's safe to assume that these people are going to be the vast majority of them are going to be rehired, which has already happened right now, which is happening right now. So so there's there's huge differences in, in terms of the unemployment numbers. So it's important to not take them at face value and just say what we're at. We're at 15, 15. Uh, well, actually, we're at 15 percent, 35 plus million people unemployed. That doesn't even compared to 2010 like how are we not in bad situation right now well let's let's actually analyze those right. numbers and what about the 85 percent of people that are still employed though right yeah so there's a lot there's there's a lot there's a lot going and i and i mentioned housing as well in terms of why we think it's fared better because actually one of the interesting things and this is the the the, the topic of uh of this of this month's newsletter is that when this when this pandemic started 50.6 percent there was a 50.6 percent drop in buyer activity as it compared to january 1st in 2020 now you know we we don't need to remind people that January first is the dead of winter when there's no activity. So the fact that we had fifty percent less acti fewer activity, less activity than we did in January first, was a pretty ominous sign. But then we we see that as of May sixth, we returned to January first, twenty twenty levels. And now as of today, actually, I just pulled this uh, from from the website. We're actually thirty seven percent above January first levels. And twenty-seven and a half percent higher than we were this time last year, which Holy is actually shit. pretty interesting. Yeah, so so it just goes to show that we had one of the biggest drop-offs in late March, early early April that we've seen in recent and history, in recent memory, and 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 the quickest comeback. And and like I said, for all the reasons that we've actually discussed. So so I hate to make this a sales thing, but honestly, I mean, after hearing all that, and it's not even like like it's not even like I want people to like sell their property or anything like that. But it really is the time to do it. I mean, after all this, I mean, you're hearing that now we're actually what twenty seven percent increase from this time last year when nothing was nothing bad was happening. Yeah. Yep. Like the fact that we have almost thirty percent more showings now, but but what half the inventory? Well, here's the interesting thing. Probably possibly the reason why that twenty seven percent is that number is because there was a delay in the spring market, and like I said, that's the topic of this newsletter to kind of put yeah, so things everybody's into rolling perspective. In now. Yeah, every, it's kind of putting things into perspective that there was a, a very significant interruption in our spring market. And now that we are starting to see some improvement and, and businesses are reopening and we've we've had two or three months of quarantine and people doing their part and trying to mitigate the spread, now we're seeing people starting to come out, right. get back into the marketplace. And probably what we're going to be seeing is fewer fewer vacations the right. reason why the reason why the summer was usually slow is because end of june when school got out is when people started to plan their vacations their trips their getaways and so real estate so activity kind of stopped here but they also have more savings now too right right so there's a lot a lot of positive a lot of positive to uh to be to be hopeful about and to kind of take um to kind of 
take with you in the sense that 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 even though the numbers may still be pretty ominous right now, um, there's there's at the, right the, at the at the at the core of that there's there's reason behind why things are moving in the right direction. Yeah. Good. Awesome. All right. Cool. So um, so yeah. So I guess quick good recap of uh, of what we've uh, been seeing in the last couple of months. You gave us a quick recap recap of what you have been doing yep. yourself. So. In the next coming weeks, I mean, obviously, if there's any change or if there is any new information that we can pass along, we'll, we'll do that and we'll make another episode out of it. Beautiful. All right. But until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>